Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Ledger like I was buzzing off at me, I was probably got the rear on. Check check one two on the mic. Ledger like I am your host Connor Bromley and today we have, well, the plan's wrong, I have two people join me, it's actually just one, it's me and Paddy, it's a it's a date essentially. It is, it's going to be lovely. Yeah, it's going to be absolutely beautiful. Um, we did have an elaborate plan to sing Football's Coming Home, the issue was is that the sound was coming from the computer onto the microphone and I think we aren't quite comfortable enough as singers to go without some sort of egg. Yeah, backing track on the thingy but then on the mic we were hoping it wouldn't have the backing track yeah I mean it would have probably sounded nice and you know pure but also yeah. there's the whole copyright thing we don't want to yeah. we don't want to get ourselves or anybody else in trouble yeah exactly <laughs> unfortunately it. so we already had a warning off YouTube the other day really for copyright for one of Sean's wacky starts so they are very good starts though they are good starts I like yeah. it, the, the music like interchanges with the radio yeah. changing it's quite nice it does sound really good uh, so yeah so it was meant to be Chris Cam was meant to be coming in Alex McCain the McCain train was meant to be coming in but they bailed so it's me and Paddy me and the Padster um, obviously you're not actually English because you're ginger and you're called Paddy so uh, ha- are you reeling from yesterday's result um, I mean because I'm 100% English I'm really happy about the result to be fair he's not um, Irish still still not going with your Irish no, I'm 
So a bit of a glory seeker here, Paddy. No Irish whatsoever. No Irish. No. So no. Paddy. It's Hollis. It's Hollis an Irish name. I'm going to Google it. Just, you, you can do it. Surname. I, I don't know. Actually, no, to be honest, I've never looked at Hollis. I uh, will see. Right. Where's it from? Oh, Anglo-Saxon. All right. I'll let you yeah. off. Tribes of Britain. Well, Britain. I mean, Britain probably includes Ireland. So I mean, it might have back then. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I'd have been good if it was. Is, actually is there Irish any as well. famous Hollises? Is there any Hollises that are Irish? Any famous? Nah, there's not. Hollis no. Thompson's a professional basketball player. That's fun. Oh well, oh, I'll let you off. Then you're half Irish. <laughs> still get half, okay? Yeah, still, still a little <laughs> bit of Irish in there, which is fine. Niall Quinn's Irish. He is. Yeah. Roy Keane's Irish. Yeah. Kevin Kilbane. Oh, good lad. John O'Shea. Yeah. yeah. List goes on. Seamus Coleman. <laughs> See how many Irish footballers I can just reel off. <laughs> Go on for it. So yeah, we're gonna do two parts today. Um, first bit's going to cover mainly the England game yesterday talk maybe a little bit else about the World Cup I don't know how much you've been watching Paddy yeah, yeah I've um, been watching this dabbing in and out yeah. dabbing in and out fair I've been watching I saw every game from round one yeah. I am. Um, I missed the first couple of games but then I went like I saw like six or seven in a row and it's been like that so I've like missing two yeah, watching man. like five or six so it hasn't been too bad really I missed all the games after England yesterday like, but I bet most people did yeah I I saw I saw a little bit of the Columbia game at the end of it. I think I finished like three 0 didn't it? Yeah, it was in the end. It was yeah, surprised about Poland. I know. I've been really surprised about them. Stinky there. Yeah. Uh, but I saw the thing about Lewandowski and that he kind of score on the big occasions or something. His record against the shit teams is good, and his record against the good teams yeah. is bad. So. He, he always like bangs them in in qualifying, doesn't he? Because I mean, look at who they're playing against. Yeah. You know? And and uh, Poland are like one of them where they've put like they use the system. To get themselves high in the rankings, so like eighth in the world or something. Isn't it? Yeah, they're nowhere near eighth. No, so. but that's it's the whole FIFA rankings thing. It's just uh, you know, broken. Yeah. Okay, so second part, we're going to talk a tiny bit about Sunderland. I've also got a surprise uh, section in there, which I'm not going to tell Paddy about. Ooh. Yeah. So look forward Very to exciting. that. Exciting. Yeah. Can't I, wait. I wouldn't be. <laughs> uh, so yesterday, did we all watch? Well, we all did. Me and you. Did you watch the game? We did. Where yeah, did you watch I it? Did. Uh, just in the house because I had work. So oh, did you? What time? I work at six, so uh, couldn't really go couldn't out. Go heavy. No, Fair. just just in the house watching it. But it was just by yourself. Anyone with you? Um, no, it was my dad was there. So was was wearing an island top. He wasn't. No, <laughs> neither of us were. <laughs> we don't. We don't own anything with Irish on, so <laughs> we wouldn't have been wearing your that. Secret rogue report. Secret Santa. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. Did you? So what was your your feelings at half time? Uh, at half time. I thought that it was well deserved really I was actually really pleased that um, we smashed them in the end because of the way they were going about like you know with the fouls and just the rolling around on the floor and everything it was just if we'd only won one or two nil I would have been a bit disappointed I was just really thinking like I hope we just go out and smash them now and obviously we did so half time it was great really because what five nil up just smashing it If it for me like five nil up at half time this happens all the time in football Teams are four five and up at half time and they never ever win ten nil. They never go and double it, do they? And I was like I was really hoping that we would like yeah. keep it going and second half. I know you've got to you know, you've got to slow down. You don't want Harry Kane to be playing the full game and you know, he could pick up an injury and all that sort of stuff. But I don't know, I just was disappointed in the second half, especially that they conceded as well. Like I really wanted them to go out there and just pummel them. Yeah. And 
you know, I, 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 I know they've got to take the foot off the gas in some senses, but it would be nice to see that ruthlessness. Yeah, it was completely. quite a sloppy goal to concede as well. It was like, a bad goal, yeah, wasn't from it? the free kick, and then just basically playing their lad on side. Aye, wasn't wasn't ideal. So either way, they'll go through the goals. First goal, John Stone's header for me, beautiful. Yeah, it was proper centre half header and well worked. Yeah, and it, it was just great because like you see, you know, it was. Their lad like wrestling with uh, was a Kane, I think. Kane and, and then Maguire, obviously I think it was. Stones comes in, just nobody around, and then just. I mean, I know it wasn't marked, but it was still good to like get it. What I, what I liked there. about it was was when the ball came in. I can't remember who it was. Somebody went for like a f- sort of front post header. Took Torres with him, and then yeah. Stones just sweeps it, in behind it was, it was and heads play, it in. Yeah, so sort of, yeah. like played the space off for Stones to come in. Yeah, it was, it was quite like a. I was almost say like an NFL play where yeah the sort of it's structured it's planned they yeah. run there to block him he blocks there and then he gets the gap yeah. it's just like you can see what's going to happen just before it happens yeah. and then it does second goal was uh, from the penalty so I think Lingard got in one on one and was brought yeah, down was brought down yeah uh, was it was it not Sterling no, 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 it was Lingard. Yeah, because I remember Lingard got a bit of a rough time in the first half. Didn't he did. Like, he was on the end of a few rough challenges, and um, so what? Kane's two penalties were just fantastic. Hey, hey, hey we'll talk about the first one. Oh, oh there's okay. an order here. I'll go through the goals. Don't jump ahead. Oh, the, well, don't jump ahead. Yeah, just getting excited. Yeah, getting um, getting a bit ahead. Yeah, ahead obviously of the the penalty was just you know you got like the keeper and I think it was their captain like you know trying to have the words I to know. put him off and just that was dirty tactics. That wasn't yeah, it? but there was just no danger of. In missing that, to be honest, what what I liked about it is it shows how like confident he is. Like I, I really didn't want him to miss. Even like the the second penalty he had, I was like, I hope he doesn't miss it because just knocks you a little bit. But both, well, both. <laughs> There's me doing it. As well. <laughs> no, but the first one though, it just it's hard not to compare them because they were the same penalty. Yeah. Whack it in the top corner, and you just you know no keeper in the world save. Yeah. Like even if you told the keeper it's going there, yeah, he's probably not going to save just, it. it. It's with that much power as well. Yeah, just right in the roof of the no roof of the net. You're just not stopping that. Yeah. Third goal, Lingard's the one from. Oh, the screamer! Yeah, it was. It was just Lovely such a good play. play. Like I think yeah. it was, was it Sterling laid him off? Yes, yeah, um, Sterling laid yeah. him off, and I think he played it with Young. Young yeah. to him, well, him to Young, Young back. Yeah, was back just to Sterling. Such a well worked goal, and then ben just the top corner. The, yeah, the bend over the keeper and everything was just fantastic. Was like, as soon as you hit these, you can just say that's gonna that's going in. That just didn't in the top corner. Fourth goal was that John Stones' second. Yeah, it was. That was where the keeper made that decent save. Uh, I thought he was quite unlucky there because he did well to stop it. But I'm trying to remember it. I've seen the highlights like, eight times. Um, I think Kane got the knockdown. The keeper saved it, and then Stones is there just to basically head it in from like about three yards out. That's a piece score though. Yeah, well, it's like it's like five or something at the World Cup we have now from set scored uh, two from open play, and even Harry Kane's like hat trick goal was uh, yeah uh, a lucky one. Nah. You'll take them. Yeah, exactly. You'll take them. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, we've got John Stones there for fifth four. Goal. Fifth goal penalty again. Yeah. It was told, and I think, in the box, wasn't it, again? Yeah. But that's it, funny because um, they showed like um, a camera shot from the safe side of the halfway line, and there was about three of our players getting wrestled. And it's hard to know which one. Yeah, it was actually for any of them. It could have been like could have been given a penalty. What that shows us, though, is they're obviously all very worried about our set pieces. Like every time we get a corner even as fans are like oh right we've got a chance here and it's I think it's underrated how good the delivery's been like Trippier's corners have been unbelievable yeah 
and you know if people have been like oh we don't have a set piece take I was like well we fucking do because we've got yeah. him might not be able to take a free kick from 25 yards and put it in and maybe we do like that player but his corners and have been absolutely class and his balls to be honest an open player have been class yeah. as well um, I, mean, I think he's been this probably what apart from the obvious Kane I think he's probably been my star player yeah and I wasn't I don't really think he'd get he'd play that much at this World Cup but you know he's, start, he's played both games and as he said he's been superb really yeah can't really fault him uh, so we've got that then the sixth goal was obviously the deflection then yeah. they scored a goal was a good, from their perspective a good goal from our perspective terribly yeah. defended it, don't want to dwell on it too much but it was a bit upsetting to yeah. not have that clean sheet I mean um, I think you could just tell like Pickford was fuming but you know he wanted the clean sheet you know he didn't have much to do he made that I think he made one uh, good save um, early on what was it first half second half where it's just like um, their lads come in and he's knocked it with his knee, like coming out to close him down. Um, but yeah, I mean, he'd be disappointed, but you know, who cares? Yeah, at the end of the day, it's a pretty convincing win. It's How should we, sorry, be worried that we've played two games against two very clearly shit teams? Like, with Tunisia, we got past 2 1. We saw Belgium absolutely dismantle them. Yeah the next game but I think that first game is always going to be difficult Tunisia sat back and England wasn't for the one to try and they could have beat them 5-1 yeah. you know couldn't sure. get it in we've now beaten Panama but have we actually we haven't been tested have we no I mean you say that but I mean you know it's a it's a major tournament like you, you beat who's put in front of you and then if, but if you just look back I've seen a lot of people making this comparison online where if you think in South Africa we had Algeria they sat back 0-0 draw Never let scoring, did we? Exactly. Obviously, Tunisia tried to do the same, but we managed to break them down. And I think that shows sort of how far we've come in the last sort of, you know, eight years now. Because we're always going to come up against these teams who, you know, it's England, we'll just try and get a point. And we just have to go and break them down. And luckily, against Tunisia, we did that. I mean, again, against, you know, Panama, we've got an early goal and then it's just been open the floodgates, really. So I think it's it's not so much worrying I think it's it set us up well to play Belgium because they've done anything more no I exactly suppose. yeah you know they've beat what's in front of them they, they, I suppose if there is a worry I think defensively they haven't looked great I don't know if I don't know if that three kind it works going forward I don't think it necessarily works defensively and that'll need some work yeah I think it's that's probably the only real worry that's I mean the strikers they've come up against I've never really set the world alight Obviously, you know, coming up against Lukaku and you know yeah. all their like De Bruyne and Hazard next game, that'll be um, it'll be a challenge. And I think we'll know after that game just how good the squad is. I think that'll be the real sort of tester. And f- obviously, luckily we're already through because I would not have fancied going into that Belgium game needing something, even a point, because their first two games. I know they played the same teams as us, but it's just like they've just been out of this world. They played poor first half against Panama, like, but that yeah. the, the three halves since then have been yeah. really, really good. I think with with Belgium as well, it's <sighs> they're just on paper just are so frightening. But I think it, defensively they're not great. You know that they've been playing Carrasco in sort of a a full back winger sort of position, and he he just kind of defend to save his life. Whereas at least we've actually got two full backs that can. Interesting to see if Danny Rose got some game time. Will yeah. he be slotting in at left back going forward? I'm not sure. Danny Rose is obviously the better player than Ash Young. Yeah, but you, you know you're not sure how much I think Young's done well. I, I wouldn't say I would say it was harsh to drop him. Yeah, I mean he's 
you know, I was quite surprised and I thought it would be like uh, would have Rose in at left back. But um yeah, I don't think Young's done much wrong. Um and I guess it shows it's quite good that we have two, you know, pretty good left backs. So, you know, it's it's all about the having the good depth in the squad and I think this squad we've got out in Russia, it's it's looking pretty good and it just needs to get tested properly now. Yeah, and I suppose we've got a free swing, haven't we? You know, the Belgium game doesn't mean anything. I mean, that might also mean both teams might make changes. Obviously, finishing that debate, should the finish first or second, what would be better? I always think win your group. Do what you can, win your games. Yeah. Well, it's it's momentum, isn't it? Yeah. You know, if we win all three of our group games, we're going to be going into, you know, whoever, you know, if it's Senegal or whoever in the last 16, we're going to, if you can go into there with three... Uh, nine points from your group then you're going to be flying and they're going to be worried about it as well I mean if you're playing the runner up whether or not you think they're good bad it doesn't matter the, the fact is is you're playing well and they obviously aren't maybe playing as well as what you are yeah so I, th- I think it, it doesn't really make a difference people are like eyeing up later in the, the tournament as well what side you're going to fall on but do you know what Germany the people are worrying about people are worrying about Brazil they've not been playing very well no and no. How are you going to avoid, you know, like, you know, to avoid them in the last sixteen, the quarters? It's like you can the quarters, man. You're not going to avoid playing the big teams. Yeah. It doesn't make a difference who, just beat what you've got to beat. And yeah. would you rather have that tag of, oh well, th- you know, they got the final, they didn't beat anyone though. Like, no, you yeah. want to do it properly. I want to beat Germany. I think beating Germany for us would be like slaying our dragon. Yeah, and from there we could win it. Especially if it was like on penalties or something. Yeah, just really sort of like put everything right from mm-hmm. uh, past. I just don't understand the maybe we should lose the next game. No, win it. Get finish top of the group. Yeah, it's no you. You're a football team. Like mm-hmm. you don't want to lose. You shouldn't want to lose games in any format, whether it's a friendly against I know, Canada or you know, World Cup quarter final. You know. Yeah, you've just you've <laughs> got to try and win them. Yeah, just go out and win the and game. And it's good as well cause if the. If Southgate did decide, I don't think he will for a million years, but if they did decide, like what some fans want, oh, we'll play a lesser team and we'll lose against Belgium, then, you know, just everyone's so happy at the minute, you know, we're all pulling behind the team and I think we'd all just be a bit, it'd be a bit flat and a bit annoyed. And also, like, it'll be it'll be bad for those players coming in because obviously they've been drafted in, it's, oh, great, here's our chance. If they get thumped, you know, say if it is three or four nil, and they drop back to the bench, they're going to think, oh, well, no, it doesn't matter how well we do as a country, like, the uh, input we've had it's just going to be negative for them isn't it oh we played that one game where we got smashed but like nobody really cared about it because we were already through and that's why we were like we got played it's it can't be like great for sort of some of the more like sort of fringe players in the squad so no we shouldn't do that we should just go with our strongest team and try and beat them really it's a a good exercise as well because Belgium are going to be as good as anybody else you play yeah and Belgium you know, I'd be upset if both teams make a future. I'd be upset if, say, we didn't play Kane and they didn't play Hazard or something. You yeah. know, but I think it's like it's the best players in like the biggest tournament in the world. You know, you want to see them. You, yeah, you want them to be playing and scoring goals. And you know, if if Lukaku scores, you know, an absolute worldie or Hazard or, you know, I mean, you just got to say like, you know, obviously I'm not chuffed, Max. It's against England, but if it's a good goal and a good play, you just got to say, like, you know, yeah. fair enough. You know, you're one of the best players in the world and. You know you're strutting your stuff at the World Cup, so 
it's great really what do we think of the overall quality of the World Cup because I, I did a, a video for Rogue Report TV I was just talking about the fact that a lot of the bigger nations just have been a wee bit underwhelming like there's a few that have done what you'd expect I think England would fall in that category I think Belgium would also fall in that category and then I think after that you're looking around and you, I think you know Spain I suppose got four points in the drew with Portugal 3-3 it's hard to judge them too much but yeah. none of the, the big teams have really done a performance where you'd be like yeah like they're they, going to win it yeah yeah. I know because um, yeah I don't I agree with you I don't think the quality has been that good but in a way I think that's quite good because it's given us a chance to see I mean I really enjoy watching Croatia play because mm-hmm. I mean them against I know Argentina weren't great but they dismantled Argentina and it was you know, it was just great to watch like, they've got a strong spine though haven't they they have yeah well that's basically just a midfield court if you've got two of the best yeah. centre midfielders in the world you're always going to be good Modric, Rakitic and yeah. Perisic in there as well it's it's out this world and then even like Iceland as well and watching them against Nigeria even Nigeria they were just mm-hmm. yeah, when we when we played them that friendly I thought these are nothing special these then watch them when they played Iceland they were fantastic so I think it's yeah it is on one hand it is disappointing that the bigger teams haven't really shown up yet um, but, but from an England perspective that's well, it's, surely it's, good it's great yeah I mean you know seeing um, I mean even obviously Germany beat Sweden but you know Sweden were really that was a hell of a game yeah it was not good game to watch you know former Mackham Ola Toivonen scoring know, an absolute, absolute worldie screamer well not screamer but a lovely goal just, just <laughs> lobbing Manuel Neuer easy <laughs> It was, it was such a good goal, and you see it. And it's just, I didn't realise it was actually him who'd scored it until it went in. And yeah, like, just, like, oh, there's no way that's tying it. <laughs> I can't even remember. Did he even score for Sunderland? Nah, no, he didn't. But he set one up against Villa. I recall. He, he, he never played up front. I'm sure he was always. Like, he always played midfield for us. I I can't remember him playing up top. Because uh, when I saw him, start, he often used to come on off the bench. He didn't play much, did he? he played. He mean. played. Where he was, I think he was drafted in to be sort of a calm striker. I don't think he ever played in like central midfield, yeah. but I think he often played behind, behind the striker or with Defoe, but not quite with him. Yeah, um, I don't know. I can't remember. He didn't play that much for after January. He barely played. Yeah, honestly, just like I recognise his name, but when I think of him, I just can't. I can't think of anything what he did for us. There's li- there's one thing I can think of, and he set up a goal for Defoe when we beat Villa three one home in the last minute of the game. Yeah, I think it was a throw-in or something and yeah. he played it across and Defoe put it in open net. It's probably the only thing what he did, really. Yeah, that that's all I can remember and I could be even wrong on the details. <laughs> Toivonen might have even scored and Defoe set it up. I can't even remember. Um, so, yeah, that's a, the throwback anyway. Yeah. So, for the England game, we all we all finished. You got everything you want to say about that? Oh, uh, actually, one one little one. Yeah. Sterling, yeah, nay, is he playing the next... Is he starting for you going forward? Um... Didn't think he had a great game yesterday to get. I think he got one assist. No, I think I'm surprised to see him playing up with Kane. Yeah, um, it's, it's a weird system, yeah, isn't it? But then it's like, I mean, other strikers we've got. Was it Welbeck and Vardy? Or the yeah, Vardy didn't look great when he came yeah, out. See, I don't think I'd like to see. Just I'd like to see us um, play Vardy and Kane up top, just to see, just to see what it would be like. But I just don't think. Vardy's really got it in him to finish. I think Vardy. I think Vardy could, if you weren't, if you weren't as good a quality as what the England team had, and Vardy was the striker you had. Say if 
and now Scotland qualify for the World Cup and Vardy was Scottish. He would be perfect for that sort of team. I just don't know for England, especially since we're so do- well, so far we've been dominant on the ball, haven't really yeah. been counter-attacking too much. Vardy's the sort of player where he'll, like, he'll do a lot of running, won't he? Like tracking back, tracking forward. But as you said, we haven't that. He's a counter-attacker, yeah, essentially. He, he hasn't had to do that in, in, in this tournament because, as you said, we've just... You know, we haven't like been hit on the break by any teams, mm-hmm. and you know we haven't even looked. Ninety-five percent of the time, we've looked really comfortable on the ball, no matter where we are um, on the pitch. So, yeah, I think he'll get a bit more of a chance. I think, but um, no, I, I'd like to see Sterling keep playing because I, I like ah, him. Yeah, I, I think he's had a fantastic season with Man City, and he deserves to be starting for England. I think really. he he fits better than what Rashford would because Rashford isn't quite good at interlinking the play it's not as it's, no. um, I suppose he's not as polished in that department whereas Rashford will go beyond he's, I think Rashford and Vardy are both good substitution options back onto Vardy though can you ever think of him scoring the sort of goals where Kane scored against Chelsea? proper goal poacher ones yeah he doesn't score no. them does he he always his goals are one on one he probably gets more one on ones than any other player you know, yeah. in the last ten years, like especially in this day and age where you don't actually see that many one on ones, he is no. that that player who can get in one on one. He has that turn of pace, yeah. He? And it's just like just taking away from the defender, and yeah. Um, so it's just it's interesting to think for him. I just don't know if if Kane got injured, I would just be worried going with Vardy because we'd have to totally change the way we we're playing. It would probably make more sense for him to line up like four five one or four four two or something, and have Vardy just trying to get him behind all the time. Yeah, you just have to change the way you play. I mean, I suppose that's what happens when you've got a world class striker. You do have to change the way you play if they get injured. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have two. No, very lucky. Yeah, I mean, it's um, it's just great that you know Kane's been able to carry on his. Obviously, he's been great for Spurs and now first World Cup, and he's just but he's boxing it really. Yeah, and he had a poor Euros. You know, people forget. Yeah, so that's big for him. That's that obviously shows that he learned often. I think the quote unquote golden generation, you know criticism of them is they never seem to learn from their mistakes whereas Vardy if Vardy Kane quite clearly is learned from his previous experience he looks I don't know he just he he looks the part for like the the leader you know the the centre forward who's gonna you know he might do nothing for 75 minutes but then like against Tunisia he'll be there to score in injury time he's he's moved he's got in a position where he's got no defenders around him and he's just there to just do the job and put it in the back of the net. You just you kind of train it, can you? No. You kind of train that it's, it's instinct, coaching instinct. It? Yeah. yeah, and that's how you know players like Kevin Phillips. Kevin Phillips, you know, brilliant footballer, obviously, but what he really had was that ability, which is why he played in uh, his forties, was just to be in the right place at the right time. That's not age. Yeah. That's nothing else. It's just knowing somehow where the ball's going to end up in the yeah. box, and that's like, you know, you just you kind of train it and they probably kind of put their finger on why they just know yeah. how to, where to be there it's like you can you know if you can get like two or three yards on any defender it doesn't really matter you about your age does it yeah you're going to be there before they've realised and you know if you can just keep on doing that then you know, you're sorted really yeah it's almost like watching you when you're a kid and you play with like your dad's friends and you're like 10 yeah and they always just seem to be in the right place and you kind of get off them. It's, it's like watching Harry Kane sort of like that where you just, no matter what, you just kind of seem to model. Yeah, it's like he, he makes himself space. Yeah, like the smallest you just don't areas. know how. Yeah. It's just, 
it's funny and it's funny as well when I play football I always think like I play five a side and stuff and I just can never ever not be marked yeah. and yet there's other players who do just find a way always of, manage to yeah, escape always yeah. manage to not be marked and I'm just like how come I can't do that and I'll yeah. try running around the person's following us and I was like following us like fucking Pikachu and I'm like wait well, <laughs> what am I going to do so yeah so I think we're all finished there on the, the England side of stuff uh, we're ready to jump into some Sunderland Sunderland mm-hmm. wait hey good. Red and White Army Stewie, Donalds. How are the lads? Team, I yeah. all that, all that jazz. <laughs> so, we're going to start this section with something a wee bit different, something I haven't ever done before. It's groundbreaking, Paddy. It's just what I should have been scared for. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, basically, you've got no idea what's going to happen. Right. And we're going to have a small five-question quiz. Right. All things something related. All right. Uh, obviously, there's just you here, so you don't have to worry about writing it down. It's just yeah. really a case of I, I can't confer, obviously. Yeah, you, yeah, you just have to shout it out. So, if there is a clue, I can probably give you a clue on every question. Okay. So, number one, it's kind of goes seasonal. So, yeah, you'll you'll get the theme. It's only in the since twenty. The first question is based from a round ten. All right. So it's, it's all pretty modern. Yeah. Oh wait, no, there's one question that isn't modern, but that'll be fine. So number one, who knocked Sunderland out the League Cup in 0-9-10? 0-9-10. Was it Middlesbrough? Nah. Cog, cogs are turning here. The team did make it to the final. Who beat one? Was he in the Premier League? Yeah. Villa. Villa was on. Pe- I was there as well. It was on penalties. Yeah, yeah. What was the score? Um, in was, ninety minutes, it was nil nil. After ninety yeah. minutes, then and Villa went on. Went to penalties. Yeah, Villa won three one. Yeah, because I, I remember that Brad Guzan saved about four penalties. You think he saved one in normal time? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. Just, Richard, I think Richardson also missed a couple of sitters. Yeah, because um, Paulo de Silva. It was at one of his only starts. Yeah, it was just like you could tell we weren't taking it seriously when he was playing. We played really well. I remember yeah, coming away from that because yeah. Villa used to always hammer that. But the beat were two 0 in the league a few weeks later. Yeah, and I always remember that night they had free travel and they had like a full end. Yeah, we was... played them midweek, maybe a month later, and they had like two hundred people there. Yeah, it's, it always <laughs> just makes us laugh. Oh well, well, you did you did well there. Yeah, on that second one. Why game. are we thinking Borough? We thinking them FA Cup games have played? No, no, because they knock they did knock us out the League Cup. At home, but it must have been the season before the season after. Ah, Borough. Borough's knocked out the FA Cup and the League Cup. I'm sure they've knocked us out the League Cup within the last sort of 10, 15 years at home. I I know there was the FA Cup ones, but I'm sure there was a League League Cup one as well. Google it. Sunderland versus Borough. Somebody's probably shouting, it was then, it was then. (laughs) League Cup. I'd see what comes up. Uh, it's just coming up with FA Cup games. Oh, I think they're wrong there, like Pads. I yeah, I must yeah. just been thinking of the FA Cup ones. Uh, oh, there's a YouTube video here, but I can't click it because <laughs> obviously it'll come through here. No worries. Uh, oh, wait, one record v Middlesbrough, eleven v eleven. Does that tell you? Oh, fucking hell, yes. That I love that one. It's just chock a block of stat. Uh, I can confirm we have not played Borough in the League Cup since 1997. Were you thinking of that one? Were you, like, born? I'll have been about six months old, so (laughs) I probably wouldn't have had too much knowledge of the League Cup. We've got to be two in the way. Yeah, it must have been the FA Cup ones I was thinking about. Uh, We did play them twice in the FA Cup. Yeah. Okay, question two. 
in the 2012-13 season, we had just one goal scorer heading into our 10th game of the season. Who was our second scorer that year? Was it Adam Johnson? Yeah. Yeah. And who do you know we were playing against? And what the score was. I've got that written down as well. I mean, you've got your main point here. This is for a bonus. Yeah. Um. Was it at home? Nah. Um. Dum dum. Away at Liverpool. Oh, close. Evan. Oh. Got to be two on. Yeah. I think we took the lead. Do you know what other goal scorer was? At that point, he scored like five goals. Stephen Fletcher. Yeah, Fletcher. Yeah. More of that goal was an own goal by Denver Bar against Newcastle. Yeah. 1-1. All right. You did you did well. You got Johnson straight away. Yeah. Obviously, we're not normally actually meant to say his name on the podcast. Like, so, <laughs> you know, shit happens. Okay. How many competitive home games did we play in the 2013-14 season? Well, I've been... 19 in the league. Very good. Good start. <laughs> um, five in the League Cup. Correct. And... Was it... Two in the FA Cup? Uh-oh! Three. Three! <laughs> yeah, 27. <laughs> that was the number, 27. Yeah, because yeah, that was when... Um, like we do one in the league cup, then all of a sudden we do one in the FA Cup. Yeah, like we got the quarterfinals. Like uh, we should have played that reserve team against yeah. Hull. How have we done so well in both cup competitions? Well, we've just we just got good draws. Yeah. Home game. Oh, well, I had hard draws, but yeah. good home well, games. We had, I think we beat Southampton in yeah. both competitions, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. we did. Knocked their season up when Pochettino yeah. was still there. <laughs> okay, question four: How many goals did Jermaine Def- Defoe score for Sunderland in his first season from so we signed in the January? Can you name them? Name the goals? Wait, guess how many and then name them. I'd say eight. Eight? What is... From the January? That would be class. Nah, you had a poor you had a poor run, really. He was playing oh, left wing. He? Yeah. He was playing like left back, left wing. I'd say four? Yeah, it was four. Four. Um, who against? I can't even remember who they were against. He got one at Everton. Yeah. The one against Newcastle. Oh, I. That was a screamer. Yeah. Um, That's two. I can't think of any of the ones. I just remember those ones because they were like, well, I just can't forget the Newcastle one. I, I can't remember the other two, like. Because that was when, like, we won 2 0 at Everton, and that was when Danny Graham scored. And it was just. Uh, it was off his arse, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just two, like, absolutely shit goals. Ah, uh, da da da, the four. Scored his first goal in his home debut against Burnley. I remember that. Yeah. And then he scored the opening goal in the one-one draw away to Swansea, which I cannot remember to save my life. I remember the Swansea one, but I couldn't remember the Burnley one. I remember the Burnley one was just a little tapping. Yeah, but I can't remember Swansea. Not not save my life. Now that was it was another one of those where I went on a run of four or five games of taking the lead and then not winning them. Aye, but those are the days. Yeah, we got we got punished more in the Premier League than. Well, we got punished in the championship, so... <laughs> okay, last question. Yep. Uh, I know this is before your lifetime. So, last time we were in the third tier, how many points did we get? 42-game season. Take a guess. Was it in the 70s? 
No, 87, 88. No, I mean like uh, points. Oh, very good. <laughs> no, no. It's higher than that. Oh. Well, it won the league. 89? 93. Oh. Close. Won 27, drew 12, lost 7. So over 46 seven. games a season, we maybe could have pushed to 100 points. Yeah, there's always a season. Yeah, I'll always have this chance. Oh well, there's there's a quiz. So you, yeah. you got you did pretty well, really. Yeah, that, was, that was fun. That nice surprise. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I might just you know occasionally just throw one of them in. Yeah, that'd be good. Keep so, things yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Keep keeps keeps everyone on their toes. Keeps our Sunderland knowledge nice and polished, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, apart from me, because I just Google it. I mean, I just well, use yeah. Wikipedia, really. <laughs> yeah. Nothing, nothing too fancy. Yeah. Okay, so we've got some Twitter questions to go through. So Rock Report put a tweet up. I reply with, it's coming home. It's coming home. It is coming home. It's coming home. home. There's a, there it is. Yeah. There's a teaser for one. <laughs> we got it, we got it in there somewhere. <laughs> uh, and then Rovo asked, is Grant Ledbetter coming home? What do we think? What do you think, Bads? Um, I'd want them to, to be honest. Uh, I don't know. I know there was some word that you might be, but... I know it's might have gone a bit quiet recently. I'm not 100% sure what is going on, but if he does come back, I think it'll be very good for this level. I think it will be our captain. We yeah. don't have a, a captain. I've, I've said no. this a few times. I mean, I, I was. I think I said this to you before. Like, you know, I was, um, I was planning on writing something about making Honeyman captain. Then about a week later, it said that he was leaving or like he didn't want to yeah. play anymore. So, um, yeah, he would have been my captain for next season. But yeah, I think. But would would he have if you had Ledbetter? No, no, not with Ledbetter. Yeah, because no. I think at the minute, even with Honeyman there, he's not, for me, he's not an immediate candidate for captaincy. I can see why people would want to give him it, but he's not for me. Ledbetter, though, just like screams leader, guy who's going to score 5 to 10 from midfield. Yeah. And he, you know, putting him at this level as well, he should be killing it. So if he wants to come, I think for him, you've got to remember he's from up here. He's been here apart from a few years at Ipswich. He's been up here pretty much his whole life. Yeah. The fact is, Middlesbrough don't want him anymore. If he wants to play first team football, the only option he has to stay up here is to either get paid a hundred pound a week and play for like South Shields or Darlington or yeah. Gated, one of them. Yeah. Or you'll have to move to Sunderland, and I think that's why the deal will get done. Yeah. I think Grant Ledbetter wants to come back. I think Grant Ledbetter personally it makes sense for him obviously I don't know him on a personal basis but if I'm going to guess everyone whether you're rich or famous you know you've got a life and yeah, you don't yeah. want to move your kids out of school and all that sort of stuff yeah you've got to think like obviously he'll have a lot of family up here won't he so it, it does seem like the perfect move for both him and mm-hmm. us because to be honest he'll, he'll walk into our midfield yeah, exactly. Next season, and so. it's not even a case of you know don't go back like we're not talking about Grant Ledbetter coming back into what he was at like this yeah. is a different football club now. It is, yeah. And he, he's not even been here. You know, he left in two thousand and nine. So yeah, it's, it's like almost like almost ten years. Yeah. is a massive amount of time in football. Exactly. So I think Grant Ledbetter. I'd be shocked if he if he wasn't a Sunderland player. Yeah. Come, you know, I, I don't think it'll happen straight away because I think there's no. things they need to sort out. I think Ledbetter will probably be the biggest earner that they'll bring in. Yeah. I think if people are looking for that big signing, I think Ledbetter is likely to be it. Um, yeah. Whether or not people are happy with him being the probably the highest paid player of the new crop, obviously there'll be older players who we might not be able to flog. But mm. I think I think Ledbetter is a goer. I honestly do. Yeah, yeah, I'll be more than happy to see him at Sunderland next season. So yeah, yeah I hope it does get sorted. Yeah, soon. I can, can imagine Ledbetter at like Akron away belting in a thirty yarder. Oh yeah, last minute winner. Yeah, 
it's, so. it's uh, just like packing the out that away end where it's just like it's proper like football league proper um, proper tin pot <laughs> tin stands tin pot I, just, I love that expression so much tin pot just gonna hear it and use it so many times next season <laughs> right we've got another question here now yeah. I don't know how this question is gonna do down for you because yeah. I don't know what your interests are but Jake Collison asks due to Panama's WWE like antics in the game for England what would your WWE start 11 look like is that question good for you or not I don't know much about the old wrestling okay we're going to change that then we're going to just do a how many wrestlers can you name um Brock Lesnar yeah uh, Undertaker yeah um go on Padster who's Undertaker's brother I, I, I don't know you don't know Undertaker's brother I'm, I'm not Kane a... <laughs> the guy with the mask you must have seen it because Harry Kane keeps scoring and people post things of him yeah I didn't I didn't know they were related though. <laughs> I know obviously not that actually related, but you know. Yeah, honestly. Some people are just posting a random picture of a masked wrestler <laughs> in a red mask. <laughs> like, oh yeah, every time Harry Kane scores, he just reminds me of this seven foot tall giant wrestler. Yeah, but like I said, I'm, Well, you've got some poor knowledge on wrestling. I have, you know. Um, that's that's poor lad. It's not a fan, I'm afraid. No. Why why are you not a fan? I've just like I've watched it a couple of times and I do enjoy it, but I've just never got really invested in it which yeah. is weird because I, I have enjoyed watching it before because it is really entertaining yeah. but I've just never really like fully got into it and I've got loads of mates who you know if they listen to this they'll probably they'll, they'll agree you know I've just got it's not shit knowledge <laughs> not just not awesome funny enough I, I go through I like uh, to bring this as a total aside from Sun and stuff I watched it when I was a kid then I stopped watching it then I stopped watching it again when I was about 13 and then I, I made it a dream to go to Wrestlemania and then I did it WrestleMania 30 oh, nice. I went to WrestleMania 30 yeah. won my Undertaker lost his streak and I've never watched it ever since really well because I, I'd sort of always said that that was one thing I wanted to do and then I did it yeah. and then I was like well my that, wrestling that was like the pinnacle yeah. now, which is, oh. I've always wondered as well like if Sunderland won the Premier League and the Champions League like I don't I, I don't know it's, it sounds silly but you've achieved like as a fan you can't do anymore you just wouldn't go watch him yes <laughs> I know you would I know you would but it's funny because once you've achieved that high of the high then like you know we have well, nothing to ever complain to be honest, about like, that must be almost like what it's like supporting Celtic that, that's what I'd imagine what it would be like because you know you're going to win all the domestic trophies and then you're going to you know you're never going to get too far in Europe like literally qualifying for the Champions League is it's, the pinnacle obviously you get there you know get knocked out against some really good teams and it's just like we'll just go back to playing like Hamilton but if Celtic get knocked out the qualifiers like their season at that point is just pointless yeah there's no point oh they beat Rangers a few times but even then though them Derby wins must feel like proper like shit because if you like I know we did what six in a row but our six in a row was because we were crap Right, and they were like Newcastle always up and down. They always are. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the time we were never the favourite. No. And when we got that six in a row, it was a bit different. But for them, like, they're always expected to win. Like, if Ray, if if Celtic beat Rangers, they kind of be going to their Rangers support and made to be like, we're hey because you're like we're hey you relegated one of the third tier. Like, there's no comparison. Yeah. Like, it's got to feel a bit different. Whereas if Rangers beat Celtic, it must feel it, unbelievable. Yeah. Be, I mean, like I've got a. Mate, it was a big Rangers fan, and he was just like, "It's it's the gulf in like finances. Yeah, it's just like, you know, nobody can even come close to what Celtic have got. So it's like every season just going to be the same for, well, you know, until the. Well, Gerard's a good appointment. 
Yeah, I mean, I think um, an achievement for them next season will just be to probably beat Celtic, I think, and finish second. I think maybe try finish third this year, so I think they do need to try and finish second. Yeah. I think the, the the key for Rangers is like it's, their academy's been decimated and everything. Like they need yeah. to properly the clubs back sort of where it should be. Not obviously fully, but they need to rebuild it though. Yeah, the heart of it's like gone. Yeah, I think they've got that that ownership needs sorted. Like if Mike Ashley sells Newcastle, I think he'd be an ideal Rangers owner. Yeah. Like as long as he doesn't try and rename Ibrox. But then again, Ibrox is a proper classical stadium in it and yes. St James's Park shit, so <laughs> can't blame for wanting to change nah. it at the Sports Direct Arena. Nah, he can't really. No. Nah. And to be honest, I'm annoyed that they changed it back. Like I'm a traditionalist me. I think like don't change names of grounds. <laughs> so when they initially did it I was annoyed, obviously, but then when they changed it back, I was like, Well, I've accepted it now, it's the Sports Direct Arena and yeah. it, to be honest it always will be for me. It just, it just sounds naff, doesn't it? It's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible thing. I don't really... I actually think, like, changing the traditional grounds, which I will put St. James's Park in there, like, it's just a stupid idea. Yeah, no, don't do it. it I can forgive the Steam like because it's new and to be honest, the name's a bit shit, yeah. but St. James's Park, I wouldn't. Like, yeah. if it was Roger Park, I would be annoyed if they changed it. Yeah, it doesn't feel like, does it, when it's, like, a classic ground? All right, so, uh, basically, you can name three wrestlers anyway, back to the point. Yeah. About three. That's Triple funny. H? Yeah, look, you're gonna name Shawn them. Michaels. You're gonna name them, and I'm gonna know them now, and it's just gonna get more annoying. <laughs> I'm gonna feel even... the Big Show. I must remember the yeah, Big Show. Yeah, John Cena. You forgot him. He's yeah. the biggest one. I know. God, he does the "You Can't See Me." Just stupid wrestling move. <laughs> I was wondering that. Do you know, like the people's elbow. You know, some of the people's elbow is. Yeah. So he does like he he runs across the ropes, comes back, and then he elbows them. Yeah. And then he pins them, and he wins. <laughs> it was like an elbow to the chest. Like I could take that, and I'll yeah. kick out of a pin, real or fake. So I don't know why the Rock thinks he can beat the Undertaker with the people's elbow. That's just stupid. Right. SCFC North Yorkshire asks, "Are we all excited about Nick?" As Lure. I'll start again. Are we all as excited about next season as I am? I'm really excited. But I don't know how excited he is, actually. No. Because he could be, you know, having zero amounts of excitement yeah. and just be like, you know, could just... Yeah, and any little excitement is more than what he's feeling. Yeah, so. could be. Obviously, yeah. I think he probably is excited, though, because, I mean, I'm pretty excited. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if does he represent, like, all of North Yorkshire, I wonder. It's quite a big area. Yeah. For one man's opinion. Yeah. I quite. I, I mean, I don't mind it. No, it's it's a curious debate actually. Where do you, where do you lie on people being anonymous on Twitter? Not that I'm picking on SCFC North Yorkshire because he's a good contributor, wrote a report, and he's sponsored the yeah. podcast. Like uh, I love you, SCFC North Yorkshire. <laughs> it's just a side debate. Yeah. Um. Anonymity on Twitter. Yeah or nay? I don't know. Really. It's it's a weird one because obviously, I think it's not always necessary. Mm. I think like I can get why some people would do it, but. Other ones just like some people it's like jobs and stuff in that. Yeah. Like I know a few people who don't put it on because they've got a job that means that the stuff on social media kind of would affect it because they represent them. But I yeah. think in general people put themselves private just so they can say things and not think it's gonna come back to them. Yeah. I that's how that's, I interpret yeah, it. Yeah, that's probably the main reason, yeah. Just yeah. so they feel a bit more protective. But ultimately I don't really care that much. Just thought it's an interesting debate. Yeah. I don't think it doesn't really affect me too much. No, so. not really. <laughs> As for the question, I am pretty excited, although I want to see some new players come in. Yeah, I mean, I think it sounds like things are starting to... Obviously, you've got our first... Um, yeah, first sign in. Um, Oz Turk, I think his name is. Yeah. I'll not pretend to know anything about him, though he did score a screamer against Hibs once. Yeah, I think that's probably everybody's claims. Oh, I know he did that. But um, no, it's good just to get, to get players in through the door now, because obviously now we've got the... 
new ownership, um, new manager, and then it was just good to get some of the some new playing stuff in and getting. Basically, we just want to like be ready for next season as soon as possible, really, so everybody can gel and get working and getting us moving in the right direction. We must be back in training. Yeah, I think uh, pre-seasons tomorrow. Um, I think the twenty-six rings a bell. So yeah, twenty-six rings a bell. Must yeah. be giving them like a the Monday. Must have today off just to yeah. Know. Do you think footballers have that like dread that we used to get at the end of the six weeks holidays? I think like they they have them few weeks off and then they come in and they're, they're like the wife is like I just I really don't want to go back. Or do you think because they're footballers they're not bothered? I mean, if you're getting paid to play football for playing football, you should be like ecstatic. To but they are humans at the end of the day, and like true. going back to work after you've had like maybe a month off. Like you've got to, especially going back to like I know obviously they probably don't go full into training. You know, I probably have like light training to start off and everything, but. It's got a. They must feel a bit like lethargic to start with because it's just mm-hmm. like I've been off for this long and then so I don't really. Well, I'd assume they'd probably keep fit in their own way in their own time, but yeah, it's got to like. It's it's got to make them feel a bit. I know in uh, back in to work. American sports, a lot of them sort of do their own preseason sort of training, so they'll work on things over the summer. Yeah. But then they get longer off seasons than what we do. So True. I, I just think if you if you play the full season, like you probably do, just want three weeks where you don't have to run. Yeah, probably letting things like blisters heal on that. Yeah, because you, <laughs> you don't think about yeah. them little things. No, like, it's because you just think like oh, you always think of them like oh they're invincible uh, unless yeah. unless they get an injury which you see just like oh like they're fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ryan asks League One and the World Cup coming home. Is it? Yep. Yeah, both. Just, yeah. Just, what would you rather? It would be class for the World Cup to come home, but then it's 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 like it's the club against country debate. Well, go on. Really. Where do you sit? I know where I sit. I'll answer after you. I think I've already done it on this podcast before. Club. Yeah, I'm club. Yeah, I mean it's you know it's great to see. You know, I love supporting England. You know, and I love watching us do well. But then it's just like they're not like your players. Yeah. It's like it's a like, second team, isn't it? Yeah, it's all oh, like great. They're English. I'm English. I am English. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely um, English. And then it's just like you know, you go back and then because it's funny because when you talk about your team, like you can say stuff about your players. Whereas, you know, if somebody was to ask, oh, like what do you know about you know, like Kieran Trippier and that and you know, all the things he's done, it's just like I could tell you where he's been, but I couldn't tell you like all these. No, no like, exactly what I expect. Yeah, like how well he's played in these games and that, but. It, for Sunderland, it's just like you know, it's it's just great to be able to talk about your own players. Yeah. So yeah, it's. I would. It'd be great if obviously World Cup came back, but I would. I I take us getting knocked out of the World Cup early if it meant that we were gonna walk League One. And yeah. Just, go on. And just smash everyone and just I have think a great time. Too, it's <laughs> like the World Cup and stuff comes every four years, but like yeah, club. I mean, that's the thing that you worry about on a yeah. Because I mean, it's Saturday like, night. Know, what World Cup finishes. About sixteenth, fifteenth of July. Yeah, like football season starts again three weeks after that. Like as soon as the World Cup finishes, it's just gonna be like right. Yes, football. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Like, it's the best. Like having this, I hate like last summer, especially because we got relegated. Like we had such a depressing season, and then you finish in May, and then you're not back till there's no tournament. August, yeah. and you've got absolutely nothing to do. You twiddle your thumbs, you check yeah. transfer news and gossip, and then when you fall into these lower levels, like what we are now. 
the transfer gospel and that's just nowhere near as much because the, the press don't really want to cover you anymore no, and that there's much like, there's just not really any money thrown around is there it's, uh, maybe, it's just like oh he's out of contract so we'll have him for nothing yeah. or we'll have him on a season long loan or something yeah there's nothing too exciting no. okay and Andrew Ritson oh this one's a bit more of a serious question we've not really done anything serious yet so he, he asks Andrew Ritson that is mm-hmm. how do you feel about statements in the press about Donald having to get loans to support the club after only a month in charge I mean I guess you can see it as concerning but then again you've got to think of the level which he's come from of ownership like you know I don't think yeah obviously having to get loans in yeah that's probably it doesn't sound great but you know it doesn't always have to be that bad because if you I mean if you think of the sort of the levels he'll have been working with uh, Eastley compared to now I mean yeah I know Obviously, we're in the third division now, but it's still we're still obviously a much bigger club than what he's worked with before. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Yeah, so I think it's not. It's probably been made out to seem more negative than what it is, but I think it's just sort of part and parcel, really, of coming into a, a much bigger club with a bigger structure, and ultimately there's going to be more cost, which you now there's going to be, yeah. You know, as it's been well documented, there's going to be a drop in sort of income and revenue and stuff like that. So, yeah, there's there's going to be shortfalls which have to be made up for. So, I don't think it's necessarily negative. It's just you know, as long as it doesn't it doesn't happen again, like a year down the line, but well, he hasn't actually taken that on yet. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you so know, there's there's things. That, I mean, I would like reading into the the, the statement that was made. Um, I think the key thing from it is, is the loan hasn't been taken yet. No. And I think people need to remember that. And I think, too, you don't know sort of what the positioning is with him, Ellis Short, you know, what what exactly is going on. And it is, to be honest, it's an ask for anybody to just throw in £8 million of their own money for a cost they were never expecting, which is what's happened. Yeah. So I just think, you know, if it, if it happens, the fact is, is the loan will probably be over a period of time and it'll probably not even affect... You know, much. I mean, there's a deficit of like twenty odd million on transfers and that. Yeah. You kind of, you know, it's unreasonable to expect anybody to just wipe it off. So. Especially, yeah, especially now that we're in the third tier, because obviously, you know, twenty million is a decent amount of money to any football club, but to a League One club, it's massive. Yeah, it is. So So, I, I wouldn't be too worried about it. I mean, you know, be worried if you know, and yeah, it's time. It's obvious that there's not money and stuff. Yeah, but we're at the early stages of the ownership and. You know, the, the fact of the matter is, is you know, it's not happened. So no. worry about it when it's actually news at the minute. It was a story where they said that the club was considering it. Yeah, when you know, when say like if the the official, like uh, if the club releases a statement or anything, then I think that's the point when you can be getting worried. But it just sounds like sort of it's almost like scaremongering at the minute. Yeah. I think, in the papers, Andrew Ritson asks. <laughs> I forgot to put this one in. No, it wasn't Andrew Whitson, who was the last one. Yeah. Ian Hinmarch asks, Will Connor, spelt wrong with an E, still remember us SCFC fans when he's bumbling his way through interviews on Sky Sports? Um, probably. I mean, I would still be a Southern fan. I would hope that I was doing more than bumbling my way through interviews on Sky Sports. Yes. To be honest, I don't really see myself as a Sky Sports journalist. No, would you not fancy that? Oh, I'll take it. <laughs> I mean, I would be Keith Downey. Happy days, but yeah. I don't know. It's just it's not where I, I see myself. Very comfortable where I am at the minute. Yeah, just yeah. be rogue report forever. Yeah, and your Seattle Sounders shirt. I- I've got to give it a mention because it's a. It's a nice shirt. Yeah, it's two shades of green. 
<laughs> I would say that was like blue, actually. So, no, it's a very take a picture of it, get people to decide. Yeah, to decide what's going on. <laughs> is this two shades of green? It's a nice top. It is nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm also really wearing nice. a, a New York Giants hat. Yeah. See, he moans about me being Irish. He's practically American. So that's true. Yeah. But I did live there. You lived there. Yeah, I used to live in America. I'm not actually bullshitting. Yeah, I did. Oh. So. You know. never knew. I used to live in Atlanta, Georgia. Nice. Yeah. I've actually got a funny story, actually. In fact, I'll tell it now. So. Go on, then. Um, I was there when I was... So I did a year of uni there. So I suppose when I say lived there, loosely. I'd still... Yeah. I mean, I'd say I lived in Germany, because I was there for six months with uni, so... Oh, well, I, I lived yeah. there for, yeah. yeah. So twice as much. <laughs> Basically a resident. <laughs> so, yeah, so... Second week there. So I lived in this massive high-rise building. And, obviously, drinking age there is 21... Uh, it's strict as well. More people are interested in like weed and that than what they are in our casual bevies. So yeah. we'll have a house party um, in, I think it was my flat. Our our floor was essentially filled with English people who were doing the same sort of thing. Yeah. So we were all, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily a big drinker, but we all liked to drink. So I had a party second week there. We had a party first week and that went fine. Second week we had the, the same thing. And um, think things got maybe a bit too loud. Um and we'll get, a, we'll get a knock at the door about one o'clock in the morning it's it's the polis it's the rosas the rosas uh, the, Rosa, the rosas are there the feds are there <laughs> so obviously we're all shipping one because we're we didn't think we were really that harsh on it yeah but you know we're like well you know deportation and that you know I mean, if you break the law you break the law don't you so the rosas come in and the raid like properly raid the, the flat I think they thought drugs were going on yeah there was only drink so what happened was they knocked on the door and we obviously we answered it like hello we are just having a casual evening with <laughs> nice and sophisticated <laughs> cups yeah. of tea and coca-cola what, <laughs> what it brings you to our humble abode <laughs> but basically I had a crate of Sam Adams I don't know if you've uh, I think it's a Boston beer yeah it's like dirt cheap yeah I had a crate of Sam Adams and I was the only one whose drink wasn't in the kitchen it was under the table yeah so the police walked in and then caught a glimpse of my Sam Adams when we're like no we're not drinking so at that point they were like well these are Billy bullshitters aren't they uh, come in raid literally everything upside down whole thing whole flat um, which wasn't great so please come in, find the drink so they take all our names they don't arrest her or anything nothing, nothing like that take all our names and then they're like right okay we've passed them on to the university right so I shit one. We're like, fucking hell. I'm mad. I, I told my mom, and I was like, oh, and she's like, yes, I did. Yes, I, did. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know what? I am an idiot. Um, then I get the the next day, I get an email being like, right, you need to come see. So mine was the dean of arts and humanities because yeah. I was doing history, but I actually worked in the dean's office. So I got a job over there as well to go with it. Yeah. So I worked in the dean's office, and uh, the dean, to be fair, one was a swell bloke. So the dean meets me he like you know he's like oh I know you're British in the drinking age but you know we've got rules here and you'll have to go see um, counselling people and stuff because you know we don't have a zero tolerance on that I was like right okay so I had this meeting a counselling meeting it was like two weeks later or something and I goes in and I walks in and then there's me the chairs are in a circle <laughs> ten alcoholics <laughs> around <laughs> 10 alcoholics around and then I walk in and they're like 
hey y'all welcome sit down you know make yourself comfortable you know we're all friends here and i'm like oh no was it proper like, <laughs> like hi my name is we've got... <laughs> and he was like y'all are gonna introduce ourselves so can you just tell me a wee bit about yourself and i was like all right well i'm connor i'm from um newcastle in england and he was like y'all from london and i'm like no i'm absolutely from, not yeah i'm from <laughs> Um, well, I'm from Blythe, Northumberland, but you know you'll probably know Newcastle. Yeah. It's like so, London. It's like London's not a country. I was like, no man. Oh lord. Yeah, it was a thicko. <laughs> so we we'll go around. He's like, right, well, you know, welcome. Um, it's a twelve step step program. I was like, oh, fuck, twelve step. <laughs> right. So I was like, oh, I can't believe this. And then he was like, so you know, we're gonna go around. You know, tell us, you know, what 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 brought you here. So the last you sit next to me, he's like, oh. This is probably confidential, actually. I probably, well, I'm not saying her name, who yeah. cares? She was like, oh, you know, um, she was saying the story. I fell out with my boyfriend and would, I'd, I'd had a drink and I wanted to go home. So I drove home, I drunk drove and I ran somebody over and I ran away. And I was like, what? I've got a problem, you know, this happened. This has happened before. And I'm like, she's hit and run and they come out to me and they're like oh so so what are you here for I was like well I'm Connor and I actually said I'm Connor and I am not an alcoholic and then the guy went the first step is acceptance <laughs> I'm like oh man so he, he comes to us he asks us you know he's like so, so what are you here for and I was like well to be honest we're having a bit of a party and the police came and we just had some cans and whatnot, and the yeah. now I'm here and he was like Okay, so okay, so we go through, you know, write down what we're regular drinking allowance in a week and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, to be honest, I don't really, I'm not really that big of a yeah. drinker. So it comes through, and he's 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 trying to make us admit that I'm an alcoholic, and that's the the first yeah step. And he was like, this is gonna be a long process. And I was like, right, okay. So did the first step, I admitted it, and uh, then I had three more sessions I think before I get cleared and I had to fill in a um, chart of the things I'd drunk and all that sort of stuff and urine samples and all that crap and then essentially uh, I'm now a recovered alcoholic without ever being an alcoholic you must be proud (laughs) I'm going to be on my record so yeah there's a story that nobody would know about me yeah, that's that's. Quite, I mean, was it interesting that you lived in America? <laughs> there, there's more to it. It's far more. To it. <laughs> so yeah, that that took about five minutes. So that, that, yeah. it's a good story. It's a sort of story that I, I tell people because I think it's quite. It is quite a funny story. It is really. Yeah. It's I mean, it, it's just the fact is I think if you know me as well, because obviously people who listen to this won't necessarily know me, but I am not one to be like yeah. a drink out, even necessarily a party. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the people who I lived with over there were like, you know taking drugs that I'd never even heard of like <laughs> such as my naivety on the matter yeah like they weren't just smoking weed they were taking like acid and stuff and I used to Shit. I used to come in <laughs> and I hope one of them was actually listening this would be quite funny I remember coming in once and they were looking we used to live in a skyscraper well not a skyscraper a tall building and opposite was like a hospital it's actually where the, do you know you ever watch The Walking Dead yeah do you know Grady Hospital on The Walking Dead when they go to the hospital in Atlanta yeah yeah that's the hospital that used to be opposite where I lived. Oh, nice. Yeah. So they used to just walk there and a helicopter used to fly in and out. And I remember coming in once, probably about 10 o'clock or something at night. And it was just like, man, like the colours. And I'm just like, it's like dark. What the <laughs> hell are you looking at? And I was like, all oh, right, I can see what's happening here. <laughs> so yeah, that's my that's my few. You, you were wise to it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, right, I'm, I'm going to bed, right. 
anyway so that's that that was just a random that's side so what was that story. question uh, are we still remember us SCFC fans yeah yes is there a cover I don't have a badge or anything I'm sure you meant to get a badge or something do you get a badge and I'm you meant to have like a, a mate or something that meant to stop you from drinking if I had the age I don't have one just uh, just advertise just we want to be made to stop us drinking a lot <laughs> <laughs> I suppose okay so there's only there's only a few questions left so I'm done yeah. with that um, Daz uh, asks how much realistically do you think we need to spend to have a seriously good go of instant promotion this season honest, I think you can get away with almost not spending you know, it's free agents and all that sort of crap I mean I was a bit disappointed like Jack Baldwin I really rate him and the fact yeah. is, is if he's available for under like a quarter of a mil I'm like hey, fuck, I'll take him yeah he's Belton. he's a good player pay like 800 grand for him on FIFA so I mean I'm not messing about with yeah, two, 200k it's not my hands off it's nothing is it um, and then aside from that free agents I think you can get away with free agents yeah but you don't you know you really don't need like a war chest in no. League 1 uh, you know if you if you have like as I said if even a couple of million pound and you're going to be if you spend on the right players you're going to be like well, top six no problem really um, so yeah I'd say I, I, couldn't, I couldn't even give a figure I don't think because as you said you just don't need you don't need to you don't need a lot of money really to do well in this league I don't think no I agree I think to, to have a good go I mean I actually looked the other day at like what Norwich spent when they went down I looked at Southampton as well and they just they don't really spend money, you know. I think yeah. Norwich spent six hundred grand. I think Southampton spent five hundred. And it's just like, you know, why do we need to go out? The, the pull for Sunderland is is they'll have a bigger wage budget, and they're the biggest team in the league, and that'll be why players sign for. I mean, it's pointless going out and spending money because at this level, sort of players are interchangeable. Like you yeah. can you can. There's not like in the Premier League. I think about like Darren Bent. So when we sign in for sixteen million. He was probably the only pure goal scorer on the market who could score at that level, who you yeah. know could. Whereas in League One, there's probably 30 guys you could look at and go, like, they're going to score 20 goals in this yeah. league. I know it's hard to get 20 goal scorers, but you know what I mean. You can find goal scorers at this level. It's not yeah. like you have to go out and if one's under contract and nobody wants to sell, it's pointless to blow them out of the water. So. You don't have to like open the checkbook and like throw money at mm-hmm. anybody really who's going to get goals. But that shouldn't be a problem, really. I agree. So my answer to that is probably as Stuart Donald said about fourteen million on wages, and then any transfer fees. I'd be shocked if they spent more than a couple of million. Yeah, I think no more than five. I think I think five would be the maximum. If you if you spend five though, you've got to, for me you've got to have players that are going to be there like long term. Who's going to be? Yeah, I think with that amount of money. We can't be buying players who are just going to be sticking around in League One, and then we suddenly realise, oh, we spent like, say, if we spent like a million pound on someone, then we think like they're actually not going to be that good in the championship. Mm-hmm. Really, I think it's going to be a bit of a waste. If of a money, special though. player comes on the market that for some reason desperately wants to come to Sunderland, and you know he's a championship player, then yeah, pay. But how many of them are going to come up? The ones yeah. that they need to, I think, speak to and and sort of convince is like McGeady McGeady at this level would be frightening yeah you know he he is you can see in the championship last year he had his flaws don't get us wrong he defensively was poor and his final ball sometimes brilliant sometimes terrible but at this level he's going to be class yeah and I think remember playing like league cup games and stuff against Bury last season 
I know they were the worst team in League One, but you know we we're probably going to be more than good enough. Even the players we've got who we think are rubbish are probably going to be a cut above yeah. at this level. It's a big jump. That's what Danny Collins a while ago, and he said jumping from the Premier League to the Championship is easier than jumping from Championship to League One. He's like Championship League One's the biggest gulf in yeah. football because you're going from teams that are in the Championship, teams at the top are spending like Premier League teams. Whereas in League One, you know, you're talking about teams that could essentially have like non-league budgets. Yeah. So it, it's a it's an interesting debate, but I think they've got to win the league, and my expectation is they'll win the league. Yeah. And that's what I I, you know, I think any fan who expects less, you know, I know if it'd be realistic playoffs and stuff, but nah, win the league. They've got to win the league. They've got the biggest budget in there. And they've got to do it. So I think anything less than that's a failure. Even if they finish second, that's, that's you know, obviously I would take it right now. But yeah. They should be winning the league. Yeah, I can't really argue with that because, as you said, we're just going to have so much more money than well, anybody else in the league. It shouldn't. It on paper, it shouldn't be hard for us to win the league. Um, it's just it's case getting the right players in now, really. And Joe Hughes asks: Are our current signing stroke linked players of sufficient caliber to win League One? Um. I'd say so there's nobody who'd be linked with where I've just thought don't really because it was it there's um, Lyle Taylor he's a he's Wimbledon isn't he yeah yeah like you know I mean okay they didn't do great last season but you know he knows what it's like to play in League One you know he's been around all the you know the smaller grounds you know the tough place to visit and that so I mean if players like him want to come then and yeah yeah it'd be great really I think it'd be fantastic I've I've just got up here as telling you before about Norwich yeah so the players names are sort of irrelevant but it's where they've signed them from so I'm going to go through the, the places they've signed players so yeah. Swansea City Exeter Hartlepool Melbourne Victory Motherwell Luton Preston Crystal Palace Shrewsbury Unattached Unattached Peterborough Swindon Millwall Stockport so they that year absolutely walked the league. Now, obviously, that is a long time ago. But the point I'm trying to make is, like, you don't. They're 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 the sort of levels of players that we should be expecting to sign. Yeah, and most of them there are League One clubs, League Two clubs, a couple of probably non-leagues at the time, and the Swansea who I think would have been maybe just in the Premier League but it would be a youngster signing Owen Tudor Jones yeah so you, you look at them sort of things I mean their main man that yeah Grant Holt Shrewsbury Town 500,000 you know yeah. and, and that's he was their star signing that yeah I mean they they probably would have been in League 2 that season Shrewsbury so or maybe maybe League 1 actually who was that other big teams I'll have a look at Blackburn last year yeah I, I know they didn't they spent barely anything they kept that squad together though, didn't yeah. they? Uh, current season, let's have a look. So they kept they kept all of Danny Graham and who was lo and behold, he's no he was smashing them in the league one. Uh so they bought Motherwell, they got a Manchester United youngster, Bradley Dack, who was that big sign in at seven hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah. So it's not even that much. No. QPR, Rotherham, Cardiff, Redden, free agent, free agent, Shrewsbury, free agent, free agent, and then uh signing from Liverpool on deadline day. Yeah. So you don't you just don't need like you don't need to go out I mean they spent roughly let's say 1.25 million on here and I don't see a reason why we should have to 
go above and beyond that. No. So, you know, I think people expecting, which is not going to be signing championship players for League One. No, I think, yeah, a lot of people need to um, keep it realistic, really. You know, because it's, as you said, like, yeah, we're going to be the biggest club in League One, but we are still a League One club. And before we've kicked the ball, it's going to be hard to convince players who would be better off in the championship to come to us because oh yeah we might only be there in one season but you know if we don't go straight up then all those players are going to be saying well no why have I come here I could have had a you know easy season in the championship yeah. rather than slogging it in league one yeah I just think people need to have a perspective on it yeah okay and the final question is from Sean Sean good name. that was his double name Sean yeah. Sean wasn't a type of error how many players do you think we need to sign this summer I'd say probably go for about a dozen. I think. I think I, I thought about fifteen, but obviously it depends who leaves. Because once the the foreign lads go, as Stuart Donald comes, so Papi, Kazri, Endong, Kone, uh, Barini will be gone. Yeah. Uh, whoever else, you yeah. know the players I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. Without going through them all, yeah. once the ones you expect to leave leave, then you'll have a greater idea of what needs to come and what goes out. Because I mean, the fact is, is they're not. They're not gonna spend while they've got them players on the wages because you know why would you like at the end of the day Didier and Dong for example doesn't leave then why would you be paying him you know probably thirty grand a week yeah to not play like you may as well play him at that point so I, I just think they're gonna have to get rid I think selling before we buy it's not necessarily true but they need to they do need to sell yeah because I mean we've got a lot of we're wasting a lot of money like a lot of good money on wages of players who aren't going to play for us next season so as you said like just have to get them out as soon as possible really just so we can start bringing in players who want to be there oh and I'm just going to have to stop you oh. because we've signed a player have we? John McLaughlin from uh, the Scotland keeper yeah he's it's just literally went through 10 minutes ago oh, he got a, he's recently got a call up didn't he to the yeah squad. three agents been at Hearts oh nice um, he's a safe pair of hands that's a breath of fresh air Jack yeah. Ross's first thing so yeah first player in uh, but second player in yeah another one from Hearts I think it was we needed a goalkeeper like, oh desperately. god yes. you know because obviously with Just, it looks a smart signing on paper doesn't it yeah I think an, a player who's playing regular SBL football international play well recent international it just seems silly to not yeah I mean know, two year deal yeah I mean he'll be I, I can't see him not being number one no he's been brought in as number one yeah 100% with um, obviously we've got a route is still there, isn't he? He'll be right, yeah. Right there. Steel's gone. Yeah. Stuart check will be in the wings. Obviously, League Camps, they caught if somehow still. Yeah. Without Steel and Camp, are Premier League goalkeepers. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, they were in League One. That was they've they've helped, genius. They've helped send us down to League One. I know. They're in the Prem. I know. Right. Um, I think that pretty much sums it. We've we've ran pretty much over what I was expecting to do today. Actually, considering yeah. it was just the two of them. So. Follow on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, what are you on f- Twitter? I am uh, Paddy Paddy Hollis one two three. Oh, can you not just get Paddy Hollis? No, somebody already nabbed some it. Damn Irishman! Some lo- <laughs> some loser called Paddy Hollis already beaten to it. The leprechaun called Paddy Hollis stole your ga- uh, game attack user name. 
All right, okay, well, um, yeah, follow on Instagram, YouTube videos. I don't know what's happening with YouTube at the minute because I've just been hella busy. So, yeah. aye, um, hopefully we'll get Stuart Donald back on within the next month. Fingers crossed. Should be good, yeah. Yeah. And thanks for listening. Thanks a lot. 